what's up, what's up? Welcome to an all-new episode of All Over VoiceOver with Kiffy. That's too many alls. You know what? It's been too many false starts. I'm keeping it anyway just, just to make my guests angry. <laughs> Welcome to All Over VoiceOver with Kiffy H. I'm your host, Kiff. And with me in studio are a couple guys who, uh, if you don't know, you need to know. You need to tune into their show. You need to uh, uh, work with them. Both of them are... are Top guys, not only here in Los Angeles, but but across the across the world, really, right? Yeah, and they're yeah, nodding and not nodding with any sense of irony whatsoever. Oh, wait, we're not on camera, <laughs> are we? Yeah, no, we're no, not on camera at all. No, that's right. Uh, I have Dan Leonard and George Whittem, the VOBS guys, uh, who host a weekly, weekly, biweekly podcast. It's weekly, weekly Monday podcast. night, six o'clock Pacific time, and it's live. So it is live. guests can. Chime in and ask questions of you and your guests, yeah. and uh, it's it's a I found it to be an invaluable resource along with uh, having the the benefit of being able to be a guest with you guys, and it's uh, I'm so grateful that I can sit down with you guys and, and talk today. Thank you so much for and you, and you were a great guest. We loved having you. you. And Thank people you. still comment on that show. So. Do they really? Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's it's great. fun having you here. It's like full circle. Yeah. You're on our turf, but we're on yeah. your show. That's right. It's fun. I was just saying to Sherry when I was trying it over, like, I, I really wonder how that's going to, like, feel. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it's, a, it's a different energy because it's like, oh, yeah, welcome welcome to, uh, it's it's home and away, but, like, the home team is is away. But, you know, we're sitting in the guest seats. Are like, you really? Yeah, yeah, this is where the yeah. guests sit when they're on the show. Yeah. So and it all makes sense. I mean, I usually sit here when the guest is here, as right, you right. know. Dan's comfortable. Right. George is over there in That's the right. booth. I'm usually in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this all works nicely. So, um, with, with VOBS, that's like, well, let me, before we go uh, too deep into current stuff, because the, the stuff that I'm really, um, I guess I'm, I'm fascinated by, because we had a conversation at the, uh, at the awards, uh, as we as our both of our shows were were nominated for such the, as the, they were, yeah. such as they were, oh, and yeah. the, uh, the, the, the voice arts awards, the voice arts awards. That's right, last fall. Yeah, that's right. And just talking about how great it would be to be able to to kind of compare notes about what we've learned from different guests and doing this process and all that stuff. Um, but I, I guess how did how did you guys come to I'll back up. I'll find where you guys intersected. But, like, Dan, <laughs> where where are you from originally? I'm from Buffalo, New York. And uh, I spent the first 58 years of my life there. And What were you doing? I was, uh, the start of my career, I was in radio. I was, uh, I was an on-the-air jock, and then I was a production director uh, at a number of stations in western New York and in Albuquerque, New Mexico for eight months. <laughs> uh, and um, what's what's the experience of being a being an on air radio DJ like and making that transition from impossible? It's very very difficult. What in like what are the uh, because radio is a very different type of medium from what we do. I think a lot of people come out of radio. Radio is this thing where you're close mic'd uh-huh. and you're really trying to come across like this. Yeah, and all right, here's the weather for today. You know and. That's not voiceover. Voiceover is what you and I are doing right at this very second, and that's having a conversation. Right. And a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. And when I, you know, I drifted into a bunch of different things. I mean, I was in I was in radio management for a short bit, and then you know, radio and I parted ways around 1992. Huh. And, um, and I sold insurance for a while. 
I, I then went back to school, got my teaching certificate and my master's in education. I taught oh, wow. for a few years. What were your What were your subjects? What uh, you social to? studies. Oh, no kidding. American history, the Constitution. And I also taught a course in television uh, studio production. Oh, great. With the studio I built. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, then, um, and then I left education, because that's a whole other story in itself. Uh-huh. And uh, I found myself doing voiceover through some weird happenstance of doing finishing my master's project and doing a, a radio documentary is my, my master's project. So you did, what, what did you, like... I guess it's it's funny to me that the, the on ramp into voiceover is always. I, I've I know when I'm talking about it, I I kind of glaze over it uh, until I started really realizing that that on ramp was actually the thing that so many of the people who are listening to the show or people who ask me will say like what how did you pick up the phone and call a guy with a mic or did you were you playing with did you have equipment around or right. like what was what was that journey for you well it was it was it was somewhat accidental i mean i was doing this documentary which is you know I, which i still have it's a great documentary it's a jazz, it's about this jazz musician in buffalo and uh which is a great story but i realized when i started recording this cuz i had to get equipment for it i got uh-huh. a mic and i got a digital recorder and and I recorded it and started learning how to use digital equipment because yeah. remember back in radio it was reel to reel and razor blades and a, and a grease pencil for editing. Right. So I had learned the basic basics of how to record. So translating that into digital was sort of like drawing with crayons. <laughs> That's you exactly know? right. Right. So I w- I started to realize. Well, wait a second. If I can do this in my basement. With this digital equipment, shouldn't I be able to like record my own commercials and stuff like that? I'm just as effective and just as good as any recording studio in town. Yeah. And I went to my computer and I typed in voiceover. Uh-huh. This was in 2003. Uh-huh. And it it was like when Dorothy opens the door from, from Kansas, you know, from black and white into color. This industry, this online voiceover industry that we see ourselves in today was just starting to come online. Oh, and it's interesting because I had discovered the voiceover world are kind of a, close to the same time period. Yeah. Really, that same time frame. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you were, you were out early in LA two, by then? early two thousands. Yeah, and uh, and then it just uh, you know and and I became part of the community and uh, which is kind of unique in our business. Yeah, you know, I mean, in the acting business, if you're you know, if you're an on camera person, you don't really you know you're. You see each other in the casting room, right. and you're like giving each other the eye. Doesn't happen in voiceover. We support right. each other, and yeah. and I've watched this community grow. And uh, but uh, that's how I got into voiceover. And then George and I met later on. But why don't you tell them yeah, where you came from? Well, you're from you're where are you from originally? I'm from the Philadelphia, Philly, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. If you're from Philadelphia, you can say it in two syllables, Philadelphia, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I still say water. Um, <laughs> I get called out for that. But a lot. you don't say worse, or <laughs> no, I think it's more Pittsburgh. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Uh, but yeah, I grew up in that area and went to school down in Virginia Tech. Came back from school. I knew I wanted to get into recording. I started in school as an electrical engineer and almost, literally, almost failed out of school. What? It was really hard. What, I in was, ele- what, what was it about electrical engineering? Was that 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 it was. That it, that it required work. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Doing studying. But you didn't want to do the work. I see. That's how you almost failed. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. No, it was it's hard. knowable. I, <laughs> it's I mean, 
I, I was kind of misdirected. I thought I wanted, I knew I wanted to get into audio gear and audio somehow, but I didn't know anybody in recording at all. So I didn't have a context uh-huh. for what it meant to be a recording. Why did you engineer. want to be in recording? What was it about? Did you mess a, with it as a well, kid? Well, I had a music background. My huh. dad was a tinkerer. My dad had a Ewer reel to reel. Oh, geez. Is that the big ones that they have like running like in computers? Its, in its day yeah. it was the cheap Nagra. Okay. You know, like it was the two thousand dollar Nagra instead of the eight thousand dollar <laughs> Nagra. And we're talking right. sixty six. So this wow. thing my dad sold stuff to buy this thing. Anyway, he always was into recording stuff that way. And I just started tinkering with recording as a kid, so I always liked that stuff. Yeah. I didn't know there was a career in it. Or anything, and then I, I knew I liked audio, and I went off to be an engineer, an electrical engineer, because I thought that was what I needed to be doing. Huh? And then to I went do to, this work, or that's to, just to, to like... be to get into the engineering world. I thought I had to start as an engineer, like an en- electrical engineer. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was kind of misdirected a little bit in my mind. Anyway, I got into Virginia Tech by by some luck as an engineer. Like went right in as an engineer, and um, I didn't not did, didn't I didn't do well. I struggled really hard, hard, but I ended up taking a music school, music class on jazz history and finding I loved it. And huh. they had a recording studio there, and the, the class was taught near the studio in another adjacent room, but it, the room had Neumann mics hanging all over the place. Oh, and I was man. Like, wow, this is sweet. So long story short, I ended up transferring to music and getting a degree in recording engineering at Virginia Tech at the time, which didn't really exist. I basically had to create my own program. That's a whole other story in itself, I, which I, I won't I re- go into. completely relate to that, though, because <laughs> the, the, the school I went to was the same kind of thing. There wasn't... They didn't offer what I wanted to do. You carved out. You carve yeah, it out you with between out. electives and whatever. Yeah, we had this thing called designed option, which was an interesting thing at Virginia Tech. Huh. Even though it was this big engineering school, we were in the school of uh, music, which was part of the liberal another part of another school and we could do stuff like that and i did and i ended up making my own degree so i was very lucky to do that and then um came home my dad and i my dad and i started a recording business huh. in an rv an el dorado <laughs> you <laughs> rarely will see one but if you're driving around venice and you see one of those funky aluminum siding rvs with the cab over bed yeah the thing it was like one of those that's and I did awesome. recording out of that, and it was a lot of fun. Made a little money here and there. Didn't make make the money back, but that my dad was just so gracious. He didn't. He he wanted to see me succeed, but it wasn't like he said, "All right, time to pay up, son. You wasted yeah. a lot of money on this." You know, he was very <laughs> cool that way. It was fun for him. It was really a hobby. Yeah. And um, in I worked with a voice actor out of a studio out of a broadcast studio in New York called WYSP which is now WIP Sports, but at the time it was the Howard Stern Station. Okay. And they did all the Eagles football games. And through uh, a connection of mine at the station, who's a very good friend that got me into this whole thing, uh, I ended up taking over doing broadcast after 9-11 happened. Wow. I ended up taking over the remote broadcast for the Eagles football team and was then doing all the remotes on the road and at home for all Eagles football games on the radio. So I was the engineer in the booth. Yeah, at the stadiums, man. So that was fun and stressful. Yeah, and no doubt. But that was just a short stint. I did that till 2004 when I decided to move out here, in the January 2004, and came out and became a film production mixer. Oh no, kidding! So you worked location. Yeah, because I didn't know what else to do. I was yeah. looking. I didn't. 
at that point, I had worked with a voice actor, but I didn't know the voice world at all. I came out here going on Craigslist and going, okay, what kind of gigs can I find on Craigslist? Yeah. And I cobbled together a, a field recording kit with literally a paint paint pole, <laughs> you know, the basics. A yeah. portable dat that I got on eBay that was needed to have an extra battery pack. I, it was cobbled together. But I did that, and I, I had some success in that, and I almost went union a couple of times. Wow. Because the shows were going to supposed to Taft-Hartley or flip, as they would call it, or whatever. Yeah. and Never happened. And then, out of the blue, I got a call from that one client I met in New York named Howard Parker, and he said, hey, I hear you're in L.A. Uh, I need some help with my studio out here. Do you want to help me out? And I said, sure. What about Lane? What about the guy that set it up? He's like, oh, well, I fly him out here every six months, but now that you're here... <laughs> Why don't you just do it? I was like, okay, sure. So I helped him out, and uh, we hit it off, and then he told his manager, Jason Marks, in New York, and Jason started telling a couple clients, and that was the seed. I call I call huh. Howard my client zero, as it were. <laughs> and why hasn't he been on our show yet? It could happen. Okay, all right. <laughs> he's, he's, a very, he's a pretty reclusive private guy, but... You know, it could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah, anything. Could he, happen. He, he would be great to interview. Actually, I, I bet he would be honored to do it if we could get him on because he's that's the kind great. of guy that would love to share a s- story or two. Yeah, but yeah. that's where it started out, and um, I eventually had to go full VO because Don LaFontaine fell into my lap at one point, and, wow. and then I realized, okay, I got to take this pretty seriously. I can't be doing this as a side gig anymore. Right. And I dropped film production completely, sold all my gear, and oh went man, full on like <clears throat> in two thousand. Five, I guess, two thousand six went full voiceover tech stuff. That's great. Yeah, that's great. What a fascinating journey. <laughs> and it's been and and now now how did you guys intersect? You were still in Buffalo, yes. I was in Buffalo a couple uh, years later. Yeah, uh, you know, and and what happened with me is is that I would you know in the community and some of the Facebook pages and LinkedIn, I was uh, people would ask me questions. And I seem to be the guy that knew the answers for for home studio stuff. Answer man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I wrote a column. I, you know, I was I, people recognized who I was. So mm-hmm. I would go to a lot of voiceover conferences, and you know, and then people would actually say, "You're Dan Leonard. I read all that stuff you wrote." Hmm. Well, it was very strange. But George and I met at uh, a voice conference in Los Angeles in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, wow. was, it was Voice 2008, and I was stupidly on staff for that, uh, which was... <laughs> what does that mean, you on staff? Were you, it like, was, well, coordinating it, or slave well, labor? It was, <laughs> that, you know, oh, yeah. We were paying yeah. the full freight for being at this conference, but we were servicing the people who were running it. I got <laughs> you. Servitude. Yeah, it, 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 it was. It was. And But one of my responsibilities was producing the rooms where presentations were going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who it was that canceled out. But George, I don't know either. It, George was brought in as a, as a, a last-second replacement to, uh, to talk about home studio tech. Uh-huh. And my job was to produce the room, make sure the microphones were working, make sure the engineers were there, make sure he was comfortable, make sure he had water, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so he's in there about, about 20 minutes before he goes on. And he starts going through his slides to see what's up there, and he's showing ISDN, and he's showing you know this compressor, and you know and these speakers, and I'm like, yeah, this is, it, 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 he's 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 going to be talking to a bunch of noobs, and it's yeah. going to go way over their heads. So I go running up there, and I'm like, do you realize who this audience is? Yeah. This is you, what's a good be what's I a good USB microphone kind yeah, of a question, I, I, right? I didn't know who the audience really was. Right. I was I was thrust into this thing. I had never spoken in public. 
Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, that was literally like, you know, trial yeah. by fire. Yeah. So we went through his presentation, yanked out all of the, you know, the stuff that's like, you know, I talk about this. Redacted things. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> very, very quickly. Yeah. And uh, and uh, he uh, he was a hit. You know, and we've been buddies ever since. You awesome. Know? We just found that we had a lot in common, and mm-hmm. that uh, you we'd know. gossip about this stuff on Skype and whatnot. Right. And then, 2011, January ish. Yeah. Right. Well, we had done it. We we did we did the uh, we did a live uh, seminar at the Don LaFontaine. Oh yeah, lab. we did do oh. one thing together. Yeah. And we did a few webinars together. Uh-huh. And then yeah. and then we're talking about yeah maybe we should do a podcast on this because uh-huh. we know how. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then. One day we were talking on Skype, and I said, hey, did you listen to Car Talk this morning? They were talking about this thing, and he's like, yeah, I did hear that one. And then it just suddenly dawned. It must have been a bolt of lightning. At yeah. the same time, we came up with the idea, why don't we do the show, since we're troubleshooters, yeah. why don't we do it like Car Talk? And oh, people, man. And, and, and that was the genesis of that. Yeah. 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 Once you find that little, like, that box or the hook or what's... What is it aside from us just sitting there talking? Right. What makes it special? Why are people going to tune in? Oh, that's brilliant. Right. And then the next challenge was how do we? Well, how the how? Yeah. Mm. Were, were we going to do it just as a podcast? And then George got very interested in the idea of doing it as a webcast with uh-huh. cameras and everything. And uh, I, I, th- I guess I thought of it as radio kind of at first. Yeah. But then I couldn't find any good ways to stream audio online live at the right. time. Yeah. So I was like, well, we'll, just, we'll use this thing called Ustream. Right. But it's a video platform. All right, well, let's just turn on our cameras. What the hell? Yeah. We both have webcams. Yeah. And, and we never turned them off. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. I mean, he, he did a, a tremendous job of researching <laughs> and putting pulling together, this is how we're going to do this. Because I'm just sitting in my studio back in Buffalo, and I'm over Skype. The first <laughs> episode was a train wreck. <laughs> it, some it, some it, way, the yeah. The feed dropped out like seven different times. Yeah. It's all, it is on YouTube. It's all glued episode together. Episode one, yeah. With <laughs> all the dropouts. EWABS episode one, yeah. if you want to check it it's, out. It's, it's actually pretty funny. I mean, we, we had a great time doing it. And we had people calling in. I mean, we wanted it to be a full-blown call-in show. Yeah. Until we realized that, it was hard to find enough people to call into a show every week. Yeah, about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and then we just was was the first show we did was Pat on that first show, Pat Fraley, or was that was the Pat, second show? I think it was Pat Fraley. We we wow. first first off we got Harlan Hogan interested in sponsoring us. He, he, and yeah, he, sponsored he was from there from the beginning, and he's still he's still sponsoring you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Six and a half. And, years and we wow. we had we had Pat Fraley on as a guest, and of course we didn't have him on camera. He was just talking to us. He was on the phone, right? Oh wow, on the phone. right? And and then we started getting people on on Skype, and we were able to do these three way interviews, and it just you know we use social media very wisely. Mm. And this was in 2011, March 2011. We just celebrated, you know, we've been doing this six and a half years, which is, you know, so we we figure we're going to get it down sooner or later. (laughs) Figure out how we're going to do this. Right. The week is still a policy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, but we started to get, you know, better and better guests on and we formatted, you know, my my experience in radio taught me how to format a show. So we created an actual format. Okay, we're going to do this for so long and this and then we'll go to a break. And then we picked up some other sponsors. You know, Source Elements came in, and uh, and a few others, and we were able to afford to upgrade the equipment. Mm. And we did Ewabs for four years, East West Audio Body Shop, we yeah. called it. And uh, and then in 2015, 
for a lot of different crazy reasons, my wife and son and I moved out here to California. All of them yeah. equally crazy. Yes. <laughs> All of the well, no, no, no. no. Reason, reason five was the crazy one, which was January and February in Buffalo. Right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it was for it was for opportunity. Voiceover is here. Yeah. Great opportunity for my my younger son, who's an animator. Great. And mm-hmm. uh, and my mom lives in Orange. Well, so it was. It, it was. Yeah. It was. A, it was. It was totally synchronicitous, if such a word exists. And now. yeah. yeah. And That's and then we found record. this house with this studio. Oh my god! In, which people can't see because it's a podcast. But this <laughs> this studio was a, already a recording studio. It was it was the garage. Yeah. But the people who owned the house a house prior were musicians, and they oh. built this as a recording studio. And I found it on on Zillow. I said, we gotta buy that house. <laughs> and we wow. we put a bid on, and we got this house, and uh, and it made a perfect voiceover studio, and as it also makes a great television studio. It's a great utility space, and to be able to do what you guys are doing, it's just, I mean, it's such a, I mean, I'm sure you get it in feedback from you know both social media and people who respond during the week, but your your show is such a tremendous gift to people who are. You know, at at every level, at every level. I was listening to the episode you had with Sarah Jane Sherman on uh, the other day, two weeks ago. And she said some stuff that just completely blew my mind and changed the way I approach copy. Was that episode 85? That was 85. Just for your reference, for your listeners. Yeah, watch episode Episode 85. 85 with Sarah Jane Sherman. (laughs) It's amazing. It was just a simple comment about you get sides, but I think about them as sides to the character. Right. And, and uh, the yeah. framing of that notion... Right. I always thought a side was what you got when you were doing a musical. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just like, oh, here's just a sample of what we want. Right. But, like, I was teaching last night and really was driving that point home with my students about, like, you need to think about the full range of what this character is and how can you interpret them differently based on the specs. Right. And why did the casting director give you exactly this versus... Any other copy in, right? You know what I mean, right? Uh, mm. So it was, it was really, really uh, just valuable and helpful, and, That's cool. and uh, yeah. That's really so cool. just as as for, worth like one tip or one truth to be able to walk away from the thing with, it's it's really, really great. Yeah, um, we certainly make you wait for it, though. Yes, it's a long show. I had to wade through a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love the format of your show, though. You when when you listen to something for a while, you get a sense of. What that format is going to be, what yeah, that pattern rhythm. is, yeah, you know, and and being yeah. a guest, it was cool to be, to be in the chair and watching you guys do the troubleshooting for guests, and to be able to throw a comment in here or there, you know, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's I don't yeah. know, I it, it's, it's great fun. I I had some experience as a talk show host when I was in radio hmm. and, and spent some time in public television. So, and my degree was in broadcasting. Yeah. So setting up a television studio and understanding studio operations, both of us know that stuff. I had a minor in communications. <laughs> okay. I was on AM radio from 2 to 4 a.m. Oh, okay. And, I spent w- 15 years on, on radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you were just turning dials. I had dials, one semester yeah. of television production at Virginia Tech. Yeah. So that's one of the things that drives me nuts when I, when I talk to people, you know, when I'm helping them with their home studios. They go, well, I've been doing this for, for 20 years, but I was talent. Yeah, and right. I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> you yeah, were you yeah. talent that were you actually writing your levels and doing all the all that work at the same time? Right. Yeah. So that experience in radio was very valuable to me, and it gave me an edge uh, to 
you know, to teach other people how to do it. Well, I, I think that's a really interesting point, Dan. Is that is that voice actors are in, in the in the revolution of home enter, home entertainment, home theater, ah, home, home studios. Recording. That's yeah. it. Sorry. <laughs> you see how often personal, I say it. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the personal home studio. The personal home studio. And in this era, how tech savvy actors need to be and I mean, aren't and and aren't yeah yeah i mean what i mean um what to, to, from your standpoint what what do you think is minimum system requirements what's something that that if an actor doesn't know how to do uh say audacity uh you know what's 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 the minimum system requirement i know like when i'm teaching in class i can say it's it can be easy there are easy ways around it but right. I mean, what 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 are you guys? Our experience? philosophy, and and you know, and, and George comes from a more sophisticated engineering background than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was an I was a, I was an on air engineer. I you know I know how to, I understood modulation and all the, the these other things. But what we've we've come to a consensus just in the hundreds and you know probably thousands of people that we've worked with yeah. that it's actually quite simple. And that you know when I arrived here in Southern California and started working with people, I people were ten years behind. They were using a lot of obsolete equipment. Huh. They were taught wrong. They were taught by some recording engineer that said, "Well, you need this processor, and you got to have this," or, or a radio producer, or, or ra- yeah, or lots a, of processing, right. and compression, right. and all sorts of. And I'm just, huh. I keep thinking, how much work were these people not getting because they were recording like that? Whereas modern recording reco- requires very simple things, and we we've, we've been able to break it down to a couple of very simple rules. The majority of the quality of your audio is dependent on the acoustical space in which you record. Huh. Uh, so if you're recording Definitely. in a bathroom, your people are going to tell you you're recording in a bathroom. Yeah. And it has to be, uh, you can't have room reflection, you can't have exterior noise coming in, so you've got to find a really quiet space. And how you use your microphone, not necessarily the mic you use. Uh, you don't want to use a cheap mic, but you want to use... A mic that is, you know, over two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There, there's, there's slight little differences, but people say, "What's the best microphone for voiceover?" And and you know, I've I wanted to, to say, "What price? What's, what, your, what's price? your price point? What's, uh-huh. your budget? what's your budget for that sort of thing?" You know, I'll be yeah. be, be happy to you know for you to buy you know a thousand dollar mic, right. but there's no microphone out there that will change the way you perform. That's happy. Right. That's right. It's like what's what's the what's the what's the best price I can pay for a microphone? How much are you willing to spend on good acting classes? Right. And the more expensive the microphone, the more critical the acoustical space you're recording. Huh. That's interesting too. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's more sen- if it's more sensitive, it hears more, which means the room is more critical and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you could even start out. You could even start out with right mic technique. You could probably start out with an ATR 2100, which is really a podcaster's favorite. Mm-hmm. It's a dynamic mic. But I've heard that mic sound exceptionally good, and what's good about it is it's dynamic. Yeah. So it's a lot less sensitive to bad room acoustics. But it takes some skill. Any mm-hmm. mic takes skill to use correctly, and just like Dan said, it still takes good acoustics. One mic that's less sensitive to background noise will also be less sensitive to your voice. Huh. So then you need more gain. You use more gain, and You're then it gets more noisy. You know, so there's it's not one thing. W- fix one thing, and something else. It's like a balance. You yeah. know, so 
Um, what Mike's will recommend is going to depend a lot on people's budget, what the spaces they're recording in, what their voices. And like. sometimes yeah. if they're a man or a woman, you yeah. know, there's some mics I may recommend differently for women, but. Generally, you know, mics are pretty accurate instruments. They all just have slightly different variations in response. Hmm. And, and no engineer can hear the difference. They, they yeah. only would hear the difference in a controlled environment where right. they were able to A, B, your voice against seven so, mics. But then they might that. hear seven mics and go, yeah, I like that one better. Yeah. But in, the, in, in out of context, if they just get your voice on a mic recorded reasonably accurately, yeah. and it's not... Boomy and muddy and plosive uh-huh. or super, super sibilant. Uh-huh. And as long as it sounds relatively accurate and relatively clean. And properly modulated uh-huh. at the right yeah. level. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fine. Um, so, yeah. So, mm. you know, a hundred, two hundred dollars is a, is a good starting point. I like the AT20, AT2035. Yeah. Not the 2020, bucks. the 2035. 2035 uh-huh. yeah. worth mic. the extra 50 bucks. It's good, Mike. That's a great starting point. Um, you know, we'll plug our buddy Harlan. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the V O one A. The V O one A. Uh huh. Which is made by MXL. It's it's a great sounding mic on men. I think maybe on women it can be a little bright. Uh huh. Um, depending, but uh, it meaning sounds off. what is what is that? All right, let's talk about bright. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is what does that mean? People. When you're describing audio in verbal terms, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's you have very to interpret difficult. it. Yeah, yeah. So. And you'll hear producers and people use terms like bright, muddy, dark, woolly, fuzzy, hollow, honky, whatever it is, midi, you know, no, nasal. Right. Uh-huh. I think of honking as nasal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, not that kind of honking. I understand. <laughs> so I like get that note all the time, actually. Yeah, a mic that's too bright. You're just too honky. Yeah, yeah. that's Sorry, man. Right, sorry. Next. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, if the bike is really bright, that means it's very sensitive to s- high frequency. Okay. So it's very s and sibilant, and it just really picks up a lot of that Which stuff. Which is a problem with, with a lot of women's voices. A lot of women, mm-hmm. and, and amazingly guys. a lot of, mm-hmm. a number of men's voices, too. I, I've worked with men all the time who have a sibilant voice. And sibilance is part of your acting skill and your mm. ability. It's, it's, it's a physiological thing. You yeah. can actually train yourself... Well, yeah, because out of sibilance. Yeah, huh. the, 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 with with voice acting, a lot of the you know some of the audio problems are actually physical voice problems, and they come from overemphasis on certain syllables. Uh-huh. And, and and if someone overemphasizes and overperforms, as opposed to talking like they're just having a conversation with somebody, which mm-hmm. is what all these producers seem to want these days. Yeah. Those problems go away. Mouth noise, you know, clicks and stuff like. Everybody's like, "What's what's the answer to mouth clicks? Granny Smith apples or alkaline <laughs> or all these different remedies that are out there." Like, relax, just huh. be yourself and talk the way you're supposed to normally talk at the right mic distance, and it'll probably be fine. Yeah, yeah. stress makes a lot of mouth clicks. Yeah, and okay. and a mic that's bright, a mic that is bright picks up more mouth clicks also because clicks yeah. are high, yeah, high, high frequency things. So a bright mic picks them up more. Another thing is the closer the mic is, the more it hears mouth clicks. And then the quieter that you speak, the louder the mouth clicks are in, re- in relative to your voice. <laughs> right. Right, Cause because mouth clicks are mechanical. When you open your mouth or do anything, the sound of those sounds don't vary. 
it's like a harpsichord. It's the right. same volume no matter what. But your voice, you can vary dramatically in volume all the time. So if you're speaking softly and the mic is close, it magnifies the mouth noise. Those clicks get so much more, uh, they're just so much more obvious. That's why it's such a, it's such a audiobook audition killer or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, it's absolutely. brutal because you aren't, especially for folks who are working in a smaller space at home or Small like. Small spaces are hard to work in. You know, in. yeah. You don't have the room to. They're hard to work in. You know, kind of expand Here, and stretch in this room, out. This room's about, what, 14 by 16? I don't know, yeah, something like that. that. A little smaller, smaller than 12, that. Yeah. And, we, and we can, we're two feet away from the mic, and yeah. uh, we can do that because we have a big open ceiling vaulted with panels and everything, and the room's treated. Most people don't have that luxury, yeah. you know. And this this is ideal, to be able to work this far from the mic. This is the kind of thing you can do in a, in a great professional studio. Right, yeah. And if, uh, you, if, if, you, if you go over to Disney or one of those other places yeah. in their studios, that's the where the mic is. Here. That's right. Everybody else is, like, trying to talk really... And they... We don't. You don't even need a pop screen if you no. use the mic right. properly. Mic's yeah. like way up here. Yeah. I mean, thinking it from in those terms. I mean, you've seen my home studio. I yeah. mean, in my for commercial auditions for all those other kind of things because that that really strikes me too. Of like, you go into the Warner Brothers or any looping situation, right. and the yeah. mic is up there. three feet away from you. Right. Yeah, and yeah. you know, granted, they're probably, but you know, the way I work with my mic on the mixing board, I'm probably at like nine o'clock where I've got all this gain I could possibly use, but I don't use right. any of it because I'm right. going to get loud and I don't, you know, Yeah. but you know, it's so directional with a 416, I can probably be this distance. Well, it was designed for that. Remember the yeah. 416 was designed as a video mic, right? So it's highly directional to be on top of a, a camera or on the end of a boom oh, yeah. out of sight of the camera. So, but, we, but we've become accustomed to the to the way that mic sounds very close, right? Huh. Because of its use in studios with voice actors. So yeah. now we're used to it sounding up close, and we and it's used up close a lot now in voiceover. Yeah. So it's it's the mic, it's the room of the size of the room, it's the distance, mm. all those things to go together. And we haven't even talked about preamps, cables, AD converters, and all the other crap because that stuff is so far down the hierarchy. Yeah. We'll, we'll, that's why we spend so much energy talking about all this other more I don't know, esoteric. Stuff. Well, yeah. it's simple, yeah. but it's esoteric too because it's not so. People just want to hear what mic do I buy? What cable do I right. get? What yeah. preamp yeah, do I buy? That's not what's going to get you They just want to know their shopping yeah. list. That's right. And this, that's right. That's not what. That's not the secret at all. Um, that's fascinating. Yeah, but then and then you know you got to hook the mic to the computer. So a yeah. reasonably good mic cable, uh, you know, twenty dollars to thirty dollar mic cable. And a uh, hundred dollar interface. Yeah, yeah. The pr and the and the Scarlet. funny thing is, is the, uh, the Scarlet Two I Two, which we recommend. Solo. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the price of these interfaces is under a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. And the sound quality out of those is like a hundred times better than what we were putting out when I was in radio. years ago. Sure. Yeah. You Man. Know? And 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 a lot of people create these audio chains that they were given, like we were talking earlier, uh, and they're not relevant anymore. Everything that could be done to process your audio, if you understand how to process your audio, why you need to process your audio, or if you need to at all, or when it's appropriate, or when and <laughs> when it's appropriate, uh, it's it can all be done on the back end. It's all can be done in post with software. The software is so incredibly powerful. Yeah. So any corrections that you need to make. And that's the thing about processing is it's not there to enhance your voice. It's there to make 
minor corrections to the way the, the, the frequency of the response of the microphone, the room you're in, if there's a little sibilance or something along those lines, it's not there to enhance your voice. And we get a lot of people who get stuck on this. I got to get this compressor. I got to get this stuff because that's what so-and-so has. Yeah, but, you know, the, George has the greatest joke of all time about this because people would always ask him, what is it you've got in Don LaFontaine studio? Don LaFontaine. The guy would sound good on a Radio Shack electric condenser mic. You yeah, know? when he died, people were literally asking me, can I buy his stuff? Can I buy all his <laughs> gear? I'm like, uh, you know what? I don't think his wife needs to sell it, first of all. And I don't uh-huh. think Nita wants to yeah. sell it. It's and it won't help shrine. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, that, that, that was a big, big misnomer. <laughs> Buying all that gear is gonna book you gigs. Yeah, it's right. No, it's not like you know, like like our hi-fi systems in the seventies of like what's the biggest thing the greatest you know so you can really right you know make Rush sound awesome. Uh, <laughs> Rush already sounds awesome. Yeah, it's Did right. you see that documentary on Netflix? About no, that? I haven't. I oh just my pull, god, just you gotta watch Rush. It. Okay, you I'll watch it. watch it. That's awesome. So good, but like uh, it's it's great to hear that. Uh, and to be able to share that that wisdom about processing and posting, and there's that overlap of of tech and creative, you know, between the two of you guys, and it really hits all marks because there might be something that someone assumes is a tech question, where it's actually it's your voice, man, right. or or vice versa. You you can solve that problem with some more proximity, you know, that kind of thing, yeah, the or less proximity, or <laughs> less proximity. <laughs> the show started out, you know, really as a tech show. And we realized, over time, well, we realized <laughs> over time that, huh. well, first of all, guests that are actors didn't want to come on and talk tech. And some guests may even shy away from being on the show. We've gotten that. Yeah. Maurice Marsh didn't want to be on. I'm not a tech person. He didn't want to be on. Care. We had to convince him that, no, we're not going to drill you about your, <laughs> your gear. We just want to talk to you. So we realized the show had to morph. And then, so we have a lot, we talk a lot less tech. The show is like a two, two-parter. It's, yeah. Talking tech for a half hour, interviewing a guest about anything for yeah. a, a 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, but, that's the show. Yeah, but we but we do it in a fun way. I yeah. Mean, we, yeah. We try to be as personable as possible. It's like my life, George's life. You know, I was doing this, I was doing sometimes that. Sometimes there's dogs in the studio. <laughs> sometimes there's a bird in the studio. Yeah. Sometimes there's people having snacks. Yeah. Right. You know, sometimes my daughter is here crawling around on the floor. <laughs> You know, it's uh, yeah. it's 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 raw. Yeah. But we do we try to make it as professional as we can at the same time. You know, we walk that fine line between being off the cuff, raw and natural and fun, but also tightly formatted, predictable. Can count on the show coming on. Yeah. And you know, and that, that's challenging. That it is doesn't always start right at six. Yeah, no. most it, nights man. it does, but not always. Yeah. I mean, and doing it live, right? I mean, yeah. that, that creates a really unique set of challenges, especially if you're driving up the four hundred five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan, I cut you off. What were you going to well, say? Well, no, I, it's it, it takes a lot of preparation, mm. uh, probably more so than more you know, than we do. Than more, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. We've, we've been doing it a while. We know how to do it. But right. you, when if you this think, was like a real TV studio, they'd probably spend the they would spend the entire day, right? Yeah. Prepping, yeah, getting I mean, it dialed. Yeah. They, they have a staff, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. right? I mean, we, I mean, we get here two and a half hours before the show. Yeah, I hear. I'm here a lot longer before that. You know, He's I'm, here a lot. Longer. I, I mean, because this is my. This is he my lives home. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is my office <laughs> and my studio. <laughs> our our uh, technical director Andrew, he gets here about two hours before the show. 
Uh-huh. I get here around the same time usually, and uh, that's it. And yeah. we prep, and yeah, hopefully man. everything comes together by six. Yeah, I mean, most I, of the time it does. Yeah, I have to cr- I have to format the show in the morning and uh-huh. say, okay, I want who's going to be the guest. We're going to talk about this, you know, and of course it usually is about. Ten to six that were like, well, we could do this. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. That's because he's usually me. trying to solve some yeah, problem. Yeah, but he's like, I'm just going to install this driver. <laughs> that's how that's how oh. Monday's show started. Yeah. Oh no. And then the computer reboots, and then the next thing I go, oh, I'll just do this. Oh, that thing doesn't work anymore. Oh man. You know, it's it's we <laughs> do as we say. Not yeah. as we do, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we oh, shouldn't man. do what we do. We 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 screw up all the time. People know we. Sc- it's just kind of part of the thing. They know that we well, have we make mistakes. Things go wrong. Yeah. And well, and also, but we're also doing this completely software driven. Hmm. Um, there's the, the hardware is you know some basic hardware. You know the mixer and then the computers and stuff uh-huh. and, and stuff like and, and the cameras. But all the switching, all the processing, all of the other elements, the video that goes... It's all happening in that computer right yeah, there. Yeah, there's a... This, and this a, and a MacBook, MacBook Pro, yeah. MacBook Pro. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Man alive. That has its limitations because you're feeding an awful lot into one computer. Like, yeah. uh, maybe yeah. I could do this. Maybe yeah. I, uh, should I do this now? There's a reason dedicated hardware exists, you know, because yeah, they're right. built to do one job really, really well and to be really, really reliable. Right. So we're trying to emulate... What a ten to fifty thousand dollar studio would be doing with a five thousand dollar or a three thousand dollar yeah, studio, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, we've gone through a few iterations of equipment yeah. in the last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's we do a, we do a hell of a lot with a li- with very little. Yeah, and it's just that's just always been my thing, though. Like I, I had spent some time interning at Sigma Sound in Philadelphia, which uh-huh. was a major studio where they recorded the OJ's and the Jackson Five and oh, all stuff man. in the seventies. They had the platinum and the gold and the whole thing, and the roots were downstairs recording in the, ba- in the on the ground floor of the studio when I was there all the time. That oh, was their man. home ba- base. It was a cool place, but that wasn't my world. I spent a few months there. And I was like, no, this isn't for me. And they stopped calling me in after a while. And uh. um, I was more fun. I was more at home with just a couple of mics, an eight-track recorder, um, recording a jazz combo in my parents' house or on location. Just Working with the bare bare basics and getting the best I could get out of those basics. Yeah. So for me, it's very natural to be working on the basics. Not yeah. not saying, well, I can't do this show. I I, I can't do this without fifty thousand dollars. Forget it. It's not going to happen. I can't do it. That's right. not been my attitude. It's like, fortunately, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's make it work. And it yeah, yeah, it doesn't always work great. It's and and the most frustrating thing is when it does work great for a few months or six months or eight months, and all of a yeah. sudden, and then it doesn't. Yeah, and you go, what 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 is causing that? Is it like a is it a yes. software update? Is it a software? Sometimes it's hardware. Sometimes you just don't know, and it, that just, it's just maddening. We have literally canceled one show literally ever. Yeah, like wow. where we've out been of, out ready of, to go on the air, and we had to send the guest home. Oh. First time, just a couple of months ago, and we're just, and you'd think after doing this for six years that would not ever happen again, but yeah. you know it happens. And she, fortunately, she came back. Yeah, wow, she was gracious, gracious enough to come back and gave Kif that great. Yeah, piece that of was Sarah. Oh, that, that was Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Sarah oh, wow. was here 
I was in Buffalo. Uh, no, you were um, you were in Boulder. Sorry, Boulder. Oh, Boulder. I think of Boulder Buffalo Co- Univer- yeah. University, uh-huh. Buffalo, University of Colorado Buffaloes, the Buffs. <laughs> um, that's where that all comes together. Uh, but yeah, I was there, and so if I was physically here, I might have been able to like start yanking the computer uh-huh. apart and triaging yeah, yeah, yeah. and sweating profusely and yeah. you know all this stuff and getting us on the air hooker by crook. But and then, then Andrew wasn't there that night. Andrew either. was. It was just a it perfect was, storm. I was oh trying to man. do it all remotely. It was just a perfect storm. So it happened, and then we just pivoted, and she came back, and we had a great show. It's just it's it's fun. It our loyal fans get it. Yeah. And then we try to put out a product on podcast and audio, and then the YouTube product that is pretty tight. Yeah. So if there are major train wrecks, we do edit the show. Yeah. And before it goes on YouTube, we will chop out the the big train wrecks we trim the heads and tail make sure it's a tight show you know yeah. before we upload it but most of the shows you're seeing when you see dan and i and hey this is dan leonard and that's literally us that's us hitting the record button and then that's at the awesome. end it's us hitting stop there is no edits in most yeah. of the shows and and that was done deliberately because we're just lazy we didn't want to try it. i was like from day one i was like we are not doing posts <laughs> yeah, this right. be, we hardly have time to do this this has got to be it and lop you know? out what doesn't work and right. just lop yep. it out right <laughs> with with the uh i mean during the six and a half years that you guys have been doing the show what are some what are some uh either not necessarily memorable moments i don't want to it's not like a not like a the best of Johnny Carson, uh, but like, what, what, what things, what truths have you heard either that was given to you by someone that sent something in, or from each other, or from a guest that changed your trajectory, or changed your paradigm, the way you think or teach, or uh, or mm. just process. Well, I mean, aside from some of the really great guests that we've had on here. You know, the certain yeah. certain patterns emerge about because we ask, where did you come from? Why are you successful at what you do? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of commonality to that, hmm. uh, which is I prepared, I worked, I studied. When the opportunity came, I was able to perform. Hmm. And luck, per, luck favors the prepared. Yes, is the very very short version. Yeah, or as my father-in-law used to say, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yes, there uh, you go. And and so. <laughs> um, that's that's been I think in the voiceover business that's the truth I've gotten out of it. Hmm. Uh, most of the guests we've very rarely had tech guests on. You know, yeah. we, we have a no, sponsor on or something. I mean, we've uh-huh. had source elements on, and you know, when things get a little geeky, it can be a little weird. But uh, uh, <laughs> well, we went and interviewed uh, uh, Wes Dooley. Oh, well, that was a lot of fun. We went to Wes Dooley's facility in AE. Pasadena. They make uh, AE. their AEA mics. Okay. Which are redos of the old of RCA the, mics. The venerable RCA mic that Ribbon you think mics. of. The yeah. big salt shaker shaped oh, mic yeah. and the desk boom, mic boom, you think boom. of. Like right. all that. Like yeah, 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 yeah. The 40s and 30s, those rhythm yeah. mics. He still makes those in Pasadena. And he has a mic museum. And we sat literally in his mic museum. With and he just behind us. And, and he just talked and talked and talked. And, you know, and, and, and oh, great stuff in, in what so he cool. had to say. <laughs> And, <laughs> and he uh, still does that to this day. Yeah. If we see him in a show, a trade show, he just on and on and on. Um, but yeah, most of the guests aren't tech related. They're no. they're actors, and yeah. you know, uh, 
I have to not. I can't not say June Foray. Well, June, yeah. yeah, that was and Tom well, Kenny and Tom uh, Kenny, which was. I mean, yeah. we we've had some very great people on the show. Yeah, and it was great meeting June Foray, even though it was virtual for me. George got to meet her personally. Oh yeah, she was and in she my was, house. Yeah, she <laughs> was so gracious, and 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 I got that opportunity to say, you know, I remember we were talking about. All, when I, I hear your voice, all I hear is Bill Scott going, Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. And she jumped right into, Well, that trick never works. And yeah, it was like, immediately. It was like, my life is complete. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, it really was. That was that was a magical moment. And, uh, you know, when she passed away last week, that was it was a sad time, but it was yeah. also worth celebrating because she led a, an amazing life. Oh. Uh, Tom Kenny came over to your house and, dude, and Tom hung out. The most freaking genuine, freaking sweetest dude ever. Yeah, like, he was. He was a riot. What a! It was just fortuitous timing because he was flying into L.A. and he found out that the studio, my my place, was in Santa Monica. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll just go, I'll come, I'll come by. I'm on my way home to the valley or wherever he lives, and he's like, I'll just come by. I was like. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the, and he hung out because we our guests have to wait for us to do the first half of the show. Yeah. He hung out in the living room with my at the time three year old uh-huh. daughter for like forty five minutes, just hanging out in the living room. She didn't know him right. from anybody at that point. She right. hadn't known. She didn't know what SpongeBob was. And, and to this day, I'm like, if she sees SpongeBob, I'm like, you know, you hung out with that guy <laughs> in the living room. She's like, what? Yeah, you know, we had to so get fun. him. We had to get him on in the studio here. Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he he's lives around the, the corner. Yeah. He's in the area. So. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's probably one of the best parts about being here in Southern California and yeah. here in the Valley is that these people could literally ride their bike over here. Yeah, you know, we're here in Sherman Oaks, and a lot of them live in Studio City or Valley Village or in Encino or Tarzana and Toluca yeah. Lake, and it's easy to get here. This is yeah. this house was. This, this was a godsend to find this place where we did. Oh man! You know, because we're right at the confluence of the 101 and the 405. And if you don't have to cross the 405 or cross the 101 or be on it, exactly. Yeah, it's just perfect. come up Beverly Glen. You'll be here yeah, in 20 yeah, minutes. Exactly. You know? uh, and that's and that's been very valuable. I, I think that's probably the best part. You know, since we started doing the show together, but it also has allowed us to be closer friends because. Mm. We're in the same place now. I mean, yeah. I was on the other side of the planet. We go fly radio-controlled planes together. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Or we have. We want to do it some more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm trying to. Th- I mean, God, we did 190 something episodes of Labs, and we're up to nine, episode 88 with this show. And who? I'm. Tr- I'm really trying to answer your question. Like, who? What's something that stands out? I just remember. Um, Roger Leopardi for some reason. Oh, well, he tells it like it is. He was in our, He was at my house at the time in the studio. And, yeah, he just... Even before we went on the air, he was there really early. Yeah. And the I wish we recorded the pre-show. I think uh-huh. he didn't want us to because I think he was really wanted to just give us his knowledge. But, yeah, for 45 minutes before we went on the air, he he talked about this and that. Yeah. But he seemed like he came to from a position of, I have this figured out. <laughs> and, and, and I know what I'm doing, and, and here's here's my here are my secrets, you know. And that was just so cool. And he shared a lot on the show too. I mean, that was I, I don't know for some reason he stands out. He stands mm-hmm. out anyway. Well, yeah, he's you a can't unique miss looking him. dude. Yeah, huh. he's, but I mean, he he uh, he stood out. He yeah. stands out. I guess the ones that physically came to my house are the ones that stand out the most because they were in my space. There's you know? a, yeah. there's an intimacy to this thing 
this podcast yeah. process that yeah. I, I, I do them all and you do them all all in person only yeah strictly you won't let people phone it in uh right? not yet yeah. I haven't I there was and but well, it's hard I to replace too. it's very hard to replace face to face I agree yeah and we, it, lo- we love technology we use all those tools and it's awesome but it's still not the same yeah looking up someone's nostrils from here is That's a lot right. different you know, I mean, when you can meet these people and and actually, literally, you know, touch them and and really get their essence, it's it's yeah. very very different from interviewing them from afar. When I was in Buffalo, yeah. you know, I mean, we, I got to meet a lot of people that way, but you know, the contacts that we're making here, you know, is much better. And that was essentially, I think, that was the the real impetus for the show was as we were trying to promote our own businesses of mm-hmm. being the foremost experts on home voiceover studios. Uh-huh. So we, you know, we were like, well, then the theme will be total shameless promotion. <laughs> uh, lots of plugging, yeah, lots of plugging of our <laughs> services, and that sort of fell off. And we're, we've gotten back at, hey, look, we're here, you know, yeah, doing our jobs. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we forget because we're having ourselves. too much fun. Yeah. 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 And uh, we do have a lot of great sponsors, I and mean, we do have a lot of sponsors that get plugged on the show. And you know, it helps. Th- we're all helping each other out. And yeah. every sponsor we have on the show, because they're th- we personally believe in what they're doing. You know, and it's we don't advertise crap, right? You know, <laughs> and it, we do have a good deal of commercials. I mean, yeah, we probably have as many ads per hour, if not almost, more. Almost as many ad hours as maybe a TV show would. Yeah. Wow! But it's wow. it. People are accustomed to the. We actually ask. We have a survey. Uh-huh. Uh, do the are there too do many the ads? ads or are they too long? And the but, vast majority of people say they're fine. Yeah. A few people say maybe too many. A couple might say there's some are too long. But if but, you were advertising Smucker's Jelly on your show, I'd right. be like, why are you advertising Smucker's Jelly? Yes, it's delicious. Well, that's why we have sponsors, so we're not advertising Smucker's that's Jelly. Right. Yeah. That's right. On, uh, you know, when we first started out and we were on a, we were doing it on YouTube. and Oh, it, with the YouTube, you get pop-up ads. Yeah, the pop-up, oh, really? and it would just cut out on us. You know? Oh, with Ustream. It was with Ustream, oh, right. Oh, yeah, Ustream. Right. Really? The platform we were using to do live streaming is called, was called Ustream. And if you didn't pay a considerable amount of money, they had uh, um, ads that would preempt the show, show for a minute at a time. So you'd be just talking away, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy, bam, and then it would be an ad for oh, Valvoline or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then yeah. they'd come back out of, the, come out of the ad, and then we'd be sitting here talking like nothing ever happened. <laughs> we, did, we didn't know. That and is, that was yes. like, all right, that's going to come to an end. Yeah. So, we, so we started to pay for the bandwidth. Paid and, for the bandwidth yeah. and then got the advertisers to help us pay for that. The show has almost never come out of pocket. Wow. If it came out of anybody's pocket, it was Dan's, and that was... Try to make sure that's <laughs> the bare minimum that that happens. I the hear bare you. bare minimum. The show pays for itself even now. It's... That's great. It's yeah. it's great. Um, and then we look for people to be here. Speaking of face-to-face, we want people mm-hmm. to be here. You know, it's not a big place. But you mean come and watch when you're doing yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, was, man. was there an audience here when you were here? Uh, I know my wife was here. Yeah, I think, yeah I think Marcy came in, and um, I don't remember if Kathy was here or not. Catherine probably wasn't. She comes all the way from San Diego. Yeah, she comes all the way from San Diego. Yeah. She's, she's taking my uh, my class right now. So I hear. Nice. Yeah, it's been great. Catherine is our is our producer, uh, and she books she's been all booking for us yeah. for five years. Five years. Yeah, she's, oh, that's she's awesome. so nice to help us. 
Yeah, we like people to be here. Like, Great. Uh, um, it's not big, but there's enough space for maybe four or five, six people to to pile in here, and it's way it's way more fun for us when there's an okay. audience here hanging out. And I'll take that to heart. And an energy and to people being here, even yeah. Yeah. no matter how small the audience, they're still different than if it's an empty room. Yeah. So. I agree. There just feels like this immediate. Even if you see a chat room full of people, there's still just numbers. Right there, you know that, like like. I'm I'm curious, Dan. That like, helps. Yeah. Have, that does help. Not or no just seeing the people coming. See their names. That they have, they have a lively discourse going on. It's yeah. like a show within the show. Yeah. It's like, huh. are they even so actually watching us? Have, yeah, they're sort of watching help. us. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's the, not the same. Yeah, the fact that it's in real time. But we we found that we did a couple of live shows at the conferences, and then we did we did our, our third anniversary show, and the one that we did in Irvine where we had 40, 50 people watching the show. It was a TV show. And yeah. I would say something funny, and people would laugh. Wow, and we that got just, laughs. We got laughs. <laughs> we know people are laughing out there, because they'll say, hey, that was really funny, Dan, right. in the chat room. <laughs> but, uh, but when you get it immediately, yeah. the immediate feedback, it just drives the energy, and you go, like, I think I'll be funnier. Yeah. When we do live, when we do live webinars uh, or live seminars, and when we would do them at conferences, and, you know, and suddenly there's 50, 60 people watching it, we're putting on a show. It, yeah. It's showtime. And yeah. we want to be funny. We want to be entertaining. People have questions. But, you know, they, they teaching is about keeping people's attention. That's and right. And people are, you know, they're, yeah. they, you, we, you, you've got to keep them entertained. And, and, if we and so just rely on waiting for questions to come in for every show, it's... Yeah. We're going to have dead air. We're, we're not going to be. I able think to we've do answered that. them all, though. And we've, <laughs> we have answered so many questions about oh, tech man. at this point. You know, we've answered almost everything, I think, at this point. Yeah. And we have a huge, huge show log database because one of our friends, fanatic fans, oh, types notes of every show for us. <laughs> for oh, my free gosh. And puts them on Google Docs. So we have a huge searchable. Google Doc folder of all the show notes from every show. So if you want to know about something and when it was in the particular type it, episode, type it in there and search there. Oh, that's great! Yeah, it's so cool. That's so cool. Such a great little and, and he volunteers. Community. You know, we he have a bunch volunteer. of volunteers. I mean, we we've got a guy who comes in. Of course, he brings beer too. Uh, that's always who, helpful. Who runs the chat room for us from in here? And uh, Chris Jack Daniel. Yeah, he like he likes meeting all the celebrities. <laughs> I lo- I love how he'll say during the, like during a break. The chat room is really loving it. They're really loving, really loving it. They're loving it. They're loving it. The chat room's really loving it. Like Jack, you're I remember awesome, him man. saying that. That was you're awesome. awesome, Jack. <laughs> it's like, all oh, the chat room's going crazy, you guys. Yeah. Tonight is the night. Yes. Yeah. As I like to say, this is the best show we've done this week. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Uh, tell me how people can find your show, uh, find this database, and find your services, how they can reach out to you to... Help them get coaching and studio help. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, the show itself is based around our website, which is vobs.tv. Not .com, not .whatever. It's .tv. Okay. And the show is always running there, but when we go live at 6 o'clock Pacific time, the show is presented there along with the chat room. Awesome. So they get they get the full experience. Just all they have to do is go to that, go to our website, and they'll and they'll find it there. Uh, and the podcast, you know, we, we say this at the end of every show. The podcast mm-hmm. is on Stitcher, Podbean, and mm-hmm. iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. And the and the show OBS, just search for that. Yeah. The OBS, it'll come up. It'll it'll come up. Yeah, and um, 
And then if they if they need help with their home studios, that's what George and I do. I mean, that's that is our meat and potatoes business. I'm also a voice actor. I'm also a full time voice actor. But I so enjoy working with people, especially in their homes, sniffing around their homes. Where's a good spot to put to put a studio here? Uh, and uh, but they can reach me at uh, my my website is homevoiceoverstudio.com. Okay. And they can email me at dan at danleonard.com with no O. It's L E N A R D. George and I am available on georgethetech.com. But for the geeks, georgethe.tech. T E C H. <laughs> Just found that domain. That was pretty cool. Um, and that's where you can find uh, the services I provide. And um, I, you can book me by the 15 minutes, or you can book me by the service, or I design studios from the ground up, and I find a place to put a mic in your walk in closet and anywhere in between. So. That's great. You need. That's I mean, getting getting a sense of the scope of what you do. You know, like I know there are folks who are just kind of getting started and don't know even where to begin. And then, do I reach out to someone who is, you know, has worked for Don LaFontaine? Is that overkill? Yeah, I mean, sometimes people. I guess I understand. Sometimes people are int- intimidated, thinking, sure. "Well, you're little. You're, you do like Don stuff," and I know I, I work with voice actors. Hmm. Like it doesn't. It it just doesn't matter. If, if you're serious enough to hire me, you're gonna get extremely focused information very quickly, and you know I get you on your way. Right. So. And and what we offer is tangible because yeah. Yeah. it's it's not like well if you work with me you're gonna be successful. That's up to you. Yeah. You know a lot of coaches are saying you know look at the success I had, and if you t- study with me you're gonna do and I'm gonna teach you how to do this tech, and then. Generally, we end up mopping up afterwards. There mm. are a couple of coaches out there that just give horrendous technical advice, uh, and uh, you know, so th- there's there's a lot that people need to learn, but we can simplify it for them, and so they don't have to worry about it. Because once you get your audio sorted out, uh, the rest is all performance, and we want people to be able to perform and not think about the tech. That stuff, has, that tech That's has right. to fall away. Yeah, There's, yeah. I've been in debates online about can you engineer and act at the same time. I don't believe that you can. You have to engineer enough to get it running, and then pew, shut that off, be, and now you're acting. You have to make yourself in a dungeon reacting to some creature. Right. And right. if you're thinking about how hot you are when you're screaming. Am I clipping? Yeah, yeah. Am yeah. Clipping? It oh, takes you out of the it. moment. Yeah. Oh, guys, this has been fantastic. Um, it has been. Yeah. Thank you to so much you for... Yeah. Oh, it's been uh, just a delight to be able to sit and talk with you guys <laughs> and to see you again and yeah. look at our bodies after the whole life challenge. Yes. yes. And we'll do it again this fall. We'll do it again this fall. Are you going to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'll do it. And I need... I'll. That's it. I'll do it and I need to... Do it, do it, because I'll do it real good for about a week and a half, and then I start to get lazy. It's hard to maintain. To, yeah, I need to do it, do it. So, awesome. um, but I will. And uh, thank you so much uh, for listening and joining us. And be sure to check out the guys on vobs.tv and their services. And keep tuning in. We'll make some more. Peace. Thank you for joining us on All Over VoiceOver with Kiff VH. Please take a moment to review the show and let other folks know what you thought. And if you dug it, please subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter at All Over VO and check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all over VO with Kiff VH. 
That's it for this time. You get what you get, and don't get upset. Claim victory and depart the field. 